You've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur, French Thompson, where consistently we bring you ideas, concepts, and exposure to thoughtful content, lifestyle enhancements, and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you. Thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the connoisseur French Thompson. And as we've been saying this season, welcome back to all the connoisseurs. You know, you all the ones that have decided to join me on this journey of um, diving into deeper content, deeper uh, thoughts, lifestyle enhancements, etc. And so thank you to the connoisseurs. And if this is your first time uh, listening to the podcast, we want to say welcome to you as well. We would love for you to subscribe. So you could just pause right now, click subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Um, but also for everybody, we would love for you to like, share, uh, rate, review, um, leave some reviews, write actually something so we know what you what you think. If you like what the content that you hear or, you know, if you're like, hey, this is the worst podcast I've ever listened to, I would love to have that too. It just helps me to know um, that you may not be my target audience. I'm just joking. Um, but uh, again, we um, appreciate each and every one of you all for tuning in. Uh, we're in season two of this uh, journey uh, into a, uh, a life of, of fine and gentry lifestyle. And um <clears throat> As I said, at the end of season one, we want to kind of dig in a little bit more into not only just the mentality side of things, you know, thoughtful, you know, uh, provoking content, but also some practical things that you can take with you. So today I'm excited to talk about a topic that um, that I think uh, is pertinent for all of us, uh, especially in this, I'll call it um, post-COVID world. Um, I hear a lot of people are calling it BC before COVID and then AC after COVID, uh, but a lot of people are, are going and, and rethinking a lot of stuff, right? And a big piece of that is, is their wardrobe, um, partly because you don't go into the office anymore. People have not worn pants for eight months. Um, I'm just joking. Well, hopefully you have. Regardless, though, um, <clears throat> as I thought about building your wardrobe, as I thought about fashion and luxury and, uh, and, and other items, uh, the first person that came to mind was my guest today. Uh, and it's, it's not just because of that, because he has opinions on whole lots of things. We're going to have him share his thoughts on, on those in various episodes on the podcast. But today uh, I have Jonathan Barnes here and he, we're going to talk really about building uh, your wardrobe from from the bottom up. And so, Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. How are you doing, French? Good oh. to good to hear from you, man. Oh, doing well, sir. Doing well. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, and so, uh, as I said, um, you know, I've known Jonathan for, and now that I start calculating it, I was thinking about it prior to recording this podcast. I, it's over a decade. I mean, I, I known, I, I knew him before I married my wife. Uh, we met um, because our wives are uh, our line sisters. And um, if any of you all out there know anything about, um, about uh, uh, lines, and this is for, uh, for Greeks, um, they're, they're both uh, members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, I have to say it the right way. Um, that they, um, there's a lot of them on their line. And what happened in our, our mid twenties is that everybody started getting married. And so what that does is it creates a perpetual wedding season. And, um, uh, what all the, the boyfriends, fiancés, and husbands uh, started to do along that way is like, Hey, we're actually looking forward to this. Cause I get to kick it with another, uh, one of the, um, one of the men, uh, that are courting the women or have courted and, and locked it down. And so um, that's where I met Jonathan at one of the early weddings. And after that, we just kicked it from there. Uh, and one thing I always um, admired was when Jonathan came to the scene for a wedding, it didn't matter if it was a winter wedding, a summer wedding, fall, spring, uh, a tropical climate, a, you know, Siberian climate. My man was ready. Just like I was sitting here like, where, where are you getting this stuff from? And he's like, oh, man, it's just just something I just picked up, you know, just I'm just walking down the street and it just fell into my arms. And so uh, I've always uh, been, been uh, in awe of the man and his his fashion sense. And so that's why we have him on here. And uh, and so like we have with most of our, our guests, uh, get an opportunity for them just to kind of introduce themselves, kind of who are they, where they're from, um, you know, kind of where they're living now, what they're doing now. And then we're going to kind of dive into the the uh, the interview. So. Jonathan, let us know a little bit about you. Well, French, first, thank you so much for that um, that introduction. Um, I am, uh, you know, 
Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I, I mean, for, for someone just to, to, to say, you know, they appreciate my fashion sense. It is something that has grown and has evolved um, over time. And, and it's funny. I mean, I could even say that first wedding, because I know the first wedding that where we met was um, the Weavers. Yep. Matt, Matthew and Malika. And I, could, and I could honestly tell you that wedding, and I can explain a little later, but that wedding probably was like really the jump off for probably for what everyone sees me as now. Mm. Like literally was like the very, probably at the very beginning of it. Nice. Um, so anyhow, um, I, I'm a 40 year old married man. I've been married for, well, this year we'll make nine years. Nice. Lovely wife, Denise Barnes. Um, we live in Washington, D.C. We have three lovely children. I, I will always make sure I shout out Aubrey, Elijah, and Camille. Um, <laughs> six, three, and six years, six and a half, three and a half, and about to be eight months. Nice. A- and eight months. So um, I'm originally from Mount Vernon, New York, and um, I'm a New York type of person. Yeah. I'm a New York type of guy. I think pe- people know me. It doesn't take long to figure out, like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. You're from New York. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily dress. <laughs> it could be, like, you know, how I talk. Um, my wife says it comes out when I talk, especially to, you know, to some of my friends. Um, and I went to undergrad in New York, and then I came down to D.C. for uh, for grad school um, back in 2005, and I've been here ever since. Um, and, yeah, so that's just kind of – know generally me yeah uh, my nine to five is i'm a i'm an attorney i don't ever really talk about that <laughs> because it's it's boring <laughs> it literally is boring um but that also but i only mention it because that also drives part of my fashion oh yeah i mean it literally it drives who i am and as we will talk about that what you do should drive you know, what you wear to, to an extent. I think there's some things you always want to have, but you know, what you do should drive what you're wearing. So, um, yeah, go ahead. You so, so yeah, yeah. So, so you have <clears throat> kind of made mention, right. From uh, as far as where you're from, I, I would say there are a few cities in America, uh, and even across mm-hmm. the world, which have a, call it a distinct, uh, fashion, um, per- personality, um, mm-hmm. and, and one of those are New York, right? So it would be like New York, mm-hmm. London, Japan, um, you know, maybe, you know, another Asian country, um, uh, you know, obviously Miami has a style with it, you know, living out here in mm-hmm. California, I don't, I mean, California has maybe a bohemian feel, but New York, right. It just has this, it's, it's not even like a dichotomy, right. You have this, uh, wall street, you know, very fast paced business pace. Uh, type of feel to it, uh, high fashion uh, side of it. But then it has this um, this urban, hey, my wife hates when I use the word urban, but this urban feel, right? Just raw and gritty. And it's not gritty like, uh, you know, ripped jeans and kind of torn down, but like, hey, everything just has a little edge to it. And it's a street. I, there's, yeah. there's a street edge to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I wonder, you know, you talked about how, you know, the wedding kind of, uh, was a, a jump off for call it the the more um, you know recent uh, evolution of your fashion sense. But how do you feel that your you know New York um, has that uh, has played into even your your mindset as, in regards to fashion? So um, it's a great question. So initially, just even growing up, right? And I can just backtrack very quickly. So I, I'm from up in New York, and uh, my family is, is Jamaican. So I'm the first generation, my brother, my older brother, myself, we're the first generation born here. Mm. And we're in, we lived in Mount Vernon, which is where I grew up at. And Mount Vernon is 20 to 30 minutes from Manhattan. So Manhattan was like my backyard, yeah. right? And in high school, I'd say I had fashion, kind of like a preppy type of style. I made, made sure I never wore, like I never wore Nike sneakers in high school. <laughs> that, like that was my thing. Like I never wore Nike sneakers. Um, and I, I'm super serious. Right. And I was so like adamant about that. And I wanted to be different from everyone else. Like I didn't want to wear, I never had an Averex jacket, like all the kids in high school. I never had, you mean you wasn't Cameron dipset? dipset? No, I never, never, never had an AV. 
never had iceberg. And you know what the funny, the funny thing is, is when it came to senior year and they put together, and I'm just remembering, literally, it's funny, we're talking about this. Um, when it came to the to yearbook, right? I was on the yearbook committee and they, they did all the different, you know, most likely to succeed and blah, 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 blah. I kid you not. I just, I, I don't even think Denise knows this one. <laughs> they did the votes and I'm there because I'm helping counting the votes and the votes come out boom, they're like, oh, most likely to succeed because I was like second in my, in my class, right? Yeah. They're like, boom, Jonathan. I'm like, all right, cool, that's great. <laughs> Best dress, French. You got it? Jonathan. There it is. But guess, guess what I said? Mm. I said, don't even, don't even give it to me. I said, give it to TJ. <laughs> this is, I'm trusting, trust me. I, I, I remember this. I, I don't know who I could call to, to, like, to really verify this, but I remember like, yo, no, give it to TJ because TJ was the, dude that wore the iceberg he had the chain and that was his he was probably like kind of in the back then like the kind of the prototypical type of thing that you would expect yeah growing i mean when i got to, to undergrad i was probably i mean i went to school in new york city so i was more along the lines of looking like a typical new york type of person i mean air max 95 sneakers yankee fitted yeah those type of things New York, here's the deal with New York. There are things that you, I think people from the outside will look in and say, all right, you know, I see the blue pinstripe Wall Street. I see the Wall Street Bank suit, mm-hmm. the pinstripe. That that looks like it's New York. I see the dude that has, you know, good fitting jeans. He could have a clean pair of double sole Tims on. Trust me, th- like that's in New York because that is to me, to me, to me, even though I'm not wearing it, there's still people that can rock those things yeah. at this age and it will, it will look clean for them. I can't do it, but look clean. It still plays into my, I think in my psyche, it's there. Um, because when you're from New York, I, I want to say you're from certain places, there's not only a, hey, listen, this is what we look like, but there's also a, I'm going to look fresh when yeah. I step out. Yeah. That is a New York type of thing. It's like, I'm going to make sure I look fresh. So I think that that also goes to somewhere like Detroit. People mm-hmm. say, all right, you know, they make sure they look fresh no matter what. But that is also a New York thing. It's like, I'm going to look, I'm going to look fresh. I'm going to look on point. Um, so that is something that, that, that is the probably the thing that is, is state that is like in, in me and in my thought process when I'm putting something together is, oh, no, I want to definitely look fresh. And it could be something simple, like you're just leaving the house to, you know, take the kids to school. Right. You still got to, you know, you still got to have something on. You don't want to look like a bum walking out of the house. <laughs> and that's just my, and it could be, just be me. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not putting a suit on to go take my, you know, take, take yeah, the kids but, but, to but school you, but, you, you go, but you are intentional about what you're wearing when you step out the house. Yeah, I, I try to be. And sometimes, I mean, listen. I got three kids. Sometimes I get lazy. Man. It's, it's easy, man. Once you, once you get kids, you get lazy, man. It, it's, it's very easy to get lazy and just be like, oh, I'm just throwing these sweats on. And next thing you know, there's some sweats. I got a hole in them. You're like, come on. And my wife looking at me crazy. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, where I'm from, does it still does play a role uh, to a certain extent in terms of like, you know, what I'm putting on and yeah. what I'm looking at. So, so you had, <clears throat> you had mentioned, right? So, I can't remember what. So we got married in 2010. So the Weavers were 2008, I would say, 2007, 2008, when their wedding was. Oh, I can tell you. I yeah. can tell you. I can tell you, bro. It was 2008, summer 2008, studying for the bar. I should have been studying for the bar that week. <laughs> so, <laughs> super, so, super reckless. Yeah. So, so you said that 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 wedding, right, was kind of a, a pivot point for you in your fashion journey. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, obviously, you said you were studying for the bar at that time. What else was going on that had you say, hey, this is now you know, I'm in the process of redefining or defining my, my style going forward. What, what, what was a part of that process and, you know, going through your head and how did you essentially decide where you were going to go? Straight up, I'll be honest and I'll give, uh, I'm big on giving respect and giving um, the props to whoever, props to Denise. Mm. So straight up, we were getting ready for that wedding and I was looking, I had some suits. I had always, you know, I had suits. I thought they looked good. I thought they fit well, et cetera, et cetera. And I just remember being with Denise and she had got whatever she was going to get to, to wear to, to the wedding. And I, no, actually, and before I forget, 
it's summer 2009 mm. was um was the was that wedding because i was studying for the bar you guys got married in 10 right yep That fall, right? Like yeah. September or something? Like yeah, August we, or September, yeah, right? it was, yeah, we got married in, in uh, July Reason of 2010. I, yeah. And then and you, the reason I remember this, and not to go off, but my, my mind is weird like that. I remember you telling me and showing me like the ring or something. Like send me like a text message yep. after, the, after the wedding. Um, so yeah, so we were getting ready for the wedding and we ended up like at Bloomingdale's and was looking at suits and Denise suggested that she's like, oh, at that time, um, Boss, and I don't know if they still have it, but Boss, Hugo Boss had a, a red line and their red line was a slimmer fit, more form fitting. And I'm a, I'm a slender dude. So she said, you should try it. I tried this suit on. I thought it was going to be too tight. I thought it looked too, it seemed too restricting. But she's like, no, John, trust me. Like this looks, looks crazy. Like this looks like great. And so swiped it with the Bloomingdale's card because I'm broke at that time. <laughs> and I, we, and I can tell you exactly everything for that. I still remember the entire fit. So I had that suit because it was a tannish color suit, tan brown mm -hmm. somewhat. The shirt that I had was a shirt from like Club Monaco that I think, again, Denise had, I think, brought me like a, like a month or two before. The shoes that I wore were some Kenneth Cole brown shoes that they, I had worn them here and there, but then I got them, took them to a cobbler, and he just did some work on them, made them look super spiffy, real nice, dark brown, looked on point. And then I had a tie. Ty looks cool, but then Keith came. I get to Denise's parents' house, and Denise says, oh, you know something? You should see if my older brother, her older brother is like 11 years older than her, see if he has any ties. I go, I'm looking around, boom, find a tie. It's a Brooks Brothers tie that has this checkered pattern of blue, cream, brown. And I'm like, yo, this, 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 this really slaps. <laughs> put it all together. And then I had that, I literally had that outfit. So it was from that point forward that I really started looking at my clothes differently. Like, Oh, listen, Denise would always be like, listen, you should just wear clothes that are really like fitting you because mm -hmm. I'm from, I was from, I'm listen, I'm from New York. So originally the baggy style, yep. et cetera, yep. et cetera. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'll try it. And that would, that at that point, I, number of people are like man that suit looks good i'm like really I'm like all right i guess all right okay it was like, clean okay. So it was clean man I, so, you know i get like denise said thumbs up yeah <laughs> i'm like denise you get your thumbs up and it was from it was from that point forward man that i just really started looking at just what i'm wearing differently and at that point you know i'm 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 working i think i'm working uh, i'm working for a judge at that point so i'm clerking and i'm going to to, to, to court every day and it was you know I had to look I wanted to look better than I, I was looking I felt like I looked okay mm. but then there was a distinct difference like wearing that suit and wearing suits that were more tailored to me yeah. taking the suit you could take a suit off the rack take it into a tailor making sure that you know a tailor does whatever the tailor needs to do and making it look that it that suit was made for me nice. that's you know that you, you i mean you know how i'm french like oh, yeah. like when i put a suit on you know I, I i want someone to i want to look good for my wife i want to look good for myself mm -hmm. and then you know if i see french french gonna be like yo come on man what, what's up with that suit man i'm like ah you know it's something light you know it's, it's nothing it's nothing crazy and i'm not you know i'm not spending fifteen hundred dollars on a suit yeah but i just know what to do with the suit where to get things taken in you know, I have, you know, two different tailors to go to, um, depending on how much I paid for the suit, you know, how much I want to spend on the tailoring and stuff like that. So yeah, that was really, that was really it, man. And like my, just my entire focus of just, just clothes wise just changed. I mean, I throw out, threw out a bunch of clothes that were just too big and just bulky and oversized, uh, you know, yeah. Jeans that were like 40. So, so, 
So this 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 is a, <laughs> this is a good point, right? To to because you're because you're at this precipice, right? So you have a an opportunity where you're like, man, this looks good, this feels good. I, I have this mindset now of saying, hey, I want to do different. I want to be better, right? And you said like you you <clears throat> went through the clouds and start throwing out things, and now you get to the brass tacks of saying okay, how do I rebuild, right? How do I essentially start from, from ground up knowing now, mm-hmm. hey, I want something a little bit more fitted. I want it to, to look this way, that way. Um, and then you ultimately say, all right, here it is. And so we're going to dig right into that after we take a quick commercial break. And we're back. So as we, uh, right before the commercial break, we talked about um, essentially, you know, Jonathan uh, inspired by his wife saying, uh, thou shalt look better if thou walketh with me. Um, and, uh, <laughs> um, you know, you, did you, did you ultimately, you know, are like, okay, I, I like this fit. I like how it, how it looks. This, this is, this is, you know, the style I want to go to. And you essentially said, Hey, I am going to clear the closet and start over. And so, you know, we have a lot of people on here that, you know, love fashion. They, they want to look good. H- how did you really build from the ground up? Right. And if you were giving someone that advice in general, so kind of your own story, but also, you know, we're talking 10 years ago that you did that. If you look back and say, okay, what would, what would you have done differently, et cetera? Let's kind of talk from the basics, right? How did you build, build from the ground up and how have you continued to accent your closet along the way? Cool. So um, for building from the ground up, I, like I said, some of it depends on what you do for a living and, you know, and <laughs> I would say for most people there, for most men, there are things that are kind of basic that you want to have in your, in your repertoire, right? You want to have, you want to have a couple, a suit, if possible, you want to have a suit, you want to have a blazer, you want to have some jeans, you want to have some sneakers, you want to have a pair of brown shoes, you want to have a pair of black shoes. Um, It's really, you want to look at your budget, Mm -hmm. how much, how much money you do you really want to spend? Um, how much can you spend? Right. That 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 will drive what you do and over the amount of time that you do. This is another thing for people to think about is unless unless someone says, Hey, listen, I have this huge budget and I know I want I'm going to be able to build an entire wardrobe on you know in one hit. Right. Most people it will take it takes years. It literally takes years to build your your wardrobe and that's how you know that's to me another thing for people to to really think about like all right you know i you pick up a piece here you pick up a piece there Mm -hmm. and then slowly and slowly but surely you know by the time the end of the year comes you're like oh i got a couple of pieces all right you know i'm going into the next year now i want to work on this part you know so for instance me what i was big on early on was developing my 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 work with or business wardrobe mm-hmm. that's what i focused on heavy like it was nothing nothing else i'm a former well i would say i'm a former sneakerhead <laughs> um that's I, I, and i have to i'm gonna explain i don't know if i even explained it to you french but like that's that's another story but i was like a huge 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 sneakerhead like when i was in college and even thereafter where you know i probably had I don't know, I'm like 21, 22, I have upwards of like 30 pairs of sneakers, mm. like just, just Jordans, Air Max 95s, all of, all of that. Um, but then I'm going to court and I'm never wearing those things. Mm-hmm. So it was, okay, now I need to buy suits. You know, there's basic type, basic color suits that you want to get. All right, you need a, a blue suit, okay? You should have a dark blue or dark navy suit. And then what else should you have? You should also have like a, a dark gray or a light gray, a little more so a dark gray. Or Heather Gray suit. You want to have some pants. Some, I mean, you want also want to have suit separates. Mm. So you also want to have some things that you're going to wear, maybe with just with a blazer. So that was where I spent so much time. Like, I mean, so much time, French. So, so, so how, how did you, you know, because because we have a, a wide range of people on on this uh, the listening audience. You know, some that mm-hmm. may be uh, blessed with a pretty good budget, and, and ones that didn't. How, how did you decide? Um, I don't say how much is too much to spend, but let's just start talking from, from the suit perspective. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. What what did you decide to say, Hey, this is good to splurge on versus, you know what? It's okay to 
treat this more like a commodity and then it's something that I can, you know, get and replace. So, you know, how did you kind of, you know, weigh that out in your, in your mindset? Initially, I spent, I would spend more, initially I spent more money on my suits mm. because I didn't know better. Ooh. But if I was telling somebody now, I would say, you don't need to spend, unless you feel like you want to spend a ton of money, you don't need to yeah. spend, you don't need to, you can, and like you, as you said, I could say numbers. I could say, if I said, oh, you know, spend $200 on a suit, someone would say, yo, that's a lot of money. Right. And right. It, 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 can, it can be a lot of money. Like that's, I'm, I'm calling it a spade a spade versus someone say, oh, you know, I don't, that, that would, I'd end up with a cheap suit at that point. It depends on wherever you're at, how, whatever your budget is. And I'm, and put it this way, I'm not going to even throw out numbers. I'll, I can say the different type of brands to look at. Got it. Myself, what I, what I did, even though I spent money on suits, I ended up with a roommate when I was a prosecutor. And I never forget the day he said, yeah. And he had suits galore and he had well-fitting, good-looking suits. Mm. My homeboy, Hans, he actually lives in Cali too. He told me about thrifting. And I'm like, what's that? I'm like, all right. It means I've been to thrift stores, but he talked about going to thrift stores and looking for suits. And I went to thrift stores and I started picking up suits. Now you can have people that are buying five hundred dollars, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars suits, and they could still go to thrift stores yeah. and they could pick up a suit for fifteen dollars, and they could t- you could take it to your tailor and you get it tailored and you spend fifty dollars or seventy five dollars. The next thing you know, you spent a hundred dollars altogether, and your suit looks just as gangster as someone that spent seven hundred dollars. And, and and I think was what <clears throat> you've mentioned this a couple times in this process about tailoring. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's <clears throat> something very interesting that people and even me in my journey, like I knew about it, like my first real job uh, was working at men's warehouse. And, you know, we had a tailor there and stuff like that. But even still, you know, men's warehouse wasn't necessarily fashion forward to where you're telling folks, hey, you really need to kind of slim down and do all these things. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean, just being honest. Right. This is, you know, late 90s early 2000s you can look at any movie from back then you know what the suits look like right Mm -hmm. and um and so when when you 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 look at the tailoring i think that's a a a big thing that people just either overlook or assume that oh that's just for you know other folks i think you know how did you uh find a tailor and how did you establish the right relationship and saying look um you know i'm going to get you know stuff off the rack stuff at the thrift store etc how did you kind of evaluate and say, hey, man, this is a good tailor and this is the value of it, right? And, and being able to leverage it in, in that mindset. Right. So initially when the, the first tailor that I ended up going to ended up being the expensive tailor mm. and I just ended up getting that tailor. I was in my, my last year of law school and a, a buddy of mine who I'd say he was, a pretty, he was a pretty fashionable guy. He told me that he got his jeans like hemmed at this tailor or something. I never got that done, but. He said to go to this guy and he's in Georgetown, which, you know, you end up spending some money. So I go, I go to him and he did a good job. He actually chopped up one suit. um, And this is before, this is before I met Denise, right? So he did a really good job. So I had that tailor and I took a couple of suits to him and that's who I knew. Mm. Then once I got to starting that thrifting world and I, I, by the time I got that, like the, the really the well-fitting suit, I had an idea of what I, I think I wanted my, my suits to look at, look like. So when I went and I was picked up, you know, some suits from the, from the thrift store, I'm like, I'm not going to spend a lot of money on tailoring. Mm. So my buddy Hans, again, he knew of a tailor, this, uh, another person in Georgetown, but she was super reasonable, actually super, super cheap. And so I took my stuff to her and she was able to do, just as good of a job, but probably for like maybe like a fourth of the price that you were, I was paying. So, so, so did you walk in there and say, Hey, I want it to look like this. Did you have a, um, you walk in there with a suit that fit the way that you wanted and said, look, I want my suits to look like this. Or did you have a magazine? Like, because no. I, I, can, I can imagine it can be intimidating for a person to walk into a, a tailor for the first time or even the second time and say, you know, this is what I want. How, how did you communicate, uh, your, your desires? <sighs> So the way that she does it is that, you know, you do a fitting where you, you put your suit on and she's, she's doing, she's making the changes on you. Right. So she's pinning it up. Mm. And so you, she's pinning it and she's asking you, you know, do you like this? Do you like this? The important thing I would say to anyone is like, you know, you just have to figure out what, what you like. Yeah. And that's, but 
when it comes to fashion, one of my biggest takeaways, do what, do what you like, do what's comfortable for you. Nice. Like I'm, I'm in no way, I'm in no way to tell one man, Oh, listen, you should have these suits or you should not nah, like that's some guys are like, no, I'm not wearing suits or, you know, you should have all these jeans. Like, no, I'm not. Some dudes are just, that's not what they do. Right. And that I've, and I, you know, over time, I think I've probably, I've probably changed a bunch, but you just have to be comfortable and know what, you, what fits you. So when you go into that tailor, just, you have to have an, you have to have an idea or you can leave it up to the tailor just to do, you know, to make the changes. But at that point, my suggestion is that ask around mm -hmm. before you go to this tailor. Hey, listen, you see someone, you're like, oh, where'd you get your suit? Like, oh, I got it here. Did you get a tailor? Yeah, I got it done yeah. here. And just talk to people. And, you know, next thing you know, you have a suggestion of somewhere to go. And then you'll, you'll have, they'll do whatever they'll do and they'll try it. And you're like, all right, this looks good or it doesn't look good. And remember, for the most part, the changes that are, that can be made on a suit, they, there can be multiple changes. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a one, it's not a one shot thing, right? Like, unless you're dealing with the tailor that cuts the fabric out when they're doing their, when they're making their changes. For the most part, there are things that can be remedied. So you, you can have one fitting, you can have a second fitting, you can have a third fitting to, to get things right. And that's another thing to think about. It's not, it, it doesn't have to be one shot. So, so it, it, that's, that's really good knowledge, right? Because I can even say for myself, there have been times, um, <laughs> I can't remember what it's probably 2012, 2013. I went on this suit buying spree. Um, mm -hmm. I went to Macy's Nordstrom's and I would go when they had their, you know, uh, annual sales to where I knew they were knocking these things down, you know, consecutively in my head. I know there are certain brands that fit well. So like there was Talia orange, there was, um, you know, a couple of other, uh, house brands for Nordstrom's and others. I'm like, Hey man, this fits well. Um, but there was this, Taylor that was in the same mall and I would literally go to the mall buy and I remember this guy we'd be in Minneapolis this when I was traveling all over the country I would go to Mall of America they had a huge Nordstrom's and Macy's there I would pick up something literally walk two minutes over to the tailor in the, in the mall and get them to have this thing trimmed up and I'll be back next week when I'm on travel and pick it up um, but I didn't know what to ask for right and and you know so I spent a lot of money I mean, probably thousands of dollars on multiple suits, thinking I needed to have this wide range um, and ended up with, with with suits that I ended up giving to the thrift store because they didn't fit right. They weren't necessarily everything I wanted to do. Um, and, and it was you ended up wasting more money instead of getting a a, a good suit, uh, be it the, the color or the style or the pattern that you want, and then getting it tailored right to where now you're like, man, I can. I can rock this anywhere and, and be in that mindset. So uh, I think that's some really good, good pieces here. One thing that, that you've kind of brought up, and I think it's, it's interesting, um, is that you, you, you've had, you know, mentors, influences along the way. You spoke about your boy Hans, right? Saying, hey, mm -hmm. here's an idea here. Have you tried this, et cetera? How, how, how much has that weighed into your, um, your fashion journey? Um, looking at others in your circle who are, you know, have a style that you like or are doing things that you like, um, you know, how much of that uh, has weighed in? Because I think there's a lot of people who are so, I would call it individualistic or even in some ways arrogant saying, oh, this is just me. I'm, I'm going to do me. And you end up working so hard trying to be an individual that you kind of miss some really good insight. Right. Um, how has that weighed in people in your social circle that you're like, man, they have put you on game to help you improve? Huge. Huge, huge, huge for me. I mean, they were just like, so when I was a prosecutor, it was Hans. There's another dude, Adam. Um, and so Hans is uh, a Hispanic dude, my age. That's other thing. So he's the same age. We're doing the same thing. So I'm looking at him. I'm seeing what he was doing. Adam is a, is a, is a white dude that I knew, but he had his, he was fashionable as well. Rocking these suits, looking really sharp. So Hans is really like the person that, I mean, I spoke to, I mean, all the time, but you are another person that I spoke to like all the time about, you know, about suits, things that I'm looking for. And it, I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't copying him, but there are times where I would send him something like, yo, what do you think about this? And yeah. I think, and you know, for some men, like, it's just like, yo, it's really okay. Like to say to another dude, like, yo, what do you think of this? Like, yo, what do you think of this thing? Yeah. Because you want to, you want to look sharp. That's the thing. At the end of the day, you want to look sharp. So 
having, you know, um, you could call it a mentor, influence, whatever it is, it could be, for me, it, it was best to have someone that I actually knew and I could speak to um, because I could also trust that person. I could also, because he could also say, nah, that's, ah. <laughs> like, I, he, he could be like, he could say that I wouldn't rock it. Maybe this, you could, maybe you can rock it or nah, that's, that's not even, that's not even, you know, that don't even look, you know, really, really I mean, dope I, like that. I, I think, that, I think it's so important, right? Because, um, you know, along my journey, I've had people who have, you know, aided, uh, <laughs> aided and abetted in some ways, like, yo, mm-hmm. let's, go, let's go to the store. Let's rock this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, but, but to your point, like you said, Hey, don't be afraid to just ask, like, you know, Hey, what do you think? Because your, your close friends, your circle, they know your style. They know what's going to look good mm-hmm. on you. I mean, they will tell you like, yo, man, you, you killed it tonight or like, uh, bruh, what you, what you wearing? And so I think that's, that's really right. interesting. And one of the things like an example for, for you and I, I remember it was uh, centennial for Delta. So this is, mm-hmm. uh, we're downtown DC, you know, the wives are, are you know, mm-hmm. taking it at the festivities. And it was my birthday weekend. I remember that. Matter of fact, I remember that yeah. birthday weekend. And so we're downtown. I'm like, hey, you just want to kick it? Yep. Just before we all had kids and everything. And we mm-hmm. walked downtown to the, to the J. Crew. And mm-hmm. you know, we're in there. We're looking at stuff. And I remember picking up a J. Crew suit. And you're like, man, just try it on. I'm just, you know, trust me. And I'm gonna put it on, and I remember I think it was like a you know 38, 38 short because that that's that's you know typically my size. You're like go down a size, and I'm like, you serious? I'm like, you sure it ain't gonna be? No, I'm telling you, dude, go down a size. Go down a size is going to be clean. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. He's like, French, listen to me. And I go down to the 36, and I mean, the off the rack, just clean, slim. Like yeah. even spending the money. You know, my wife don't like me to spend money, but even when I put it on, she was like, you're right. You're right. I mean, and so, <laughs> and so having, having people that legit can, can be that influence, um, you know, uh, aid in the bet in whichever way you want, I think it's mm-hmm. so, so important. So I, I want to pivot because we've talked a lot about kind of like dress clothes and, and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and, you know, unfortunately, or for, I mean, for me, I believe it's unfortunately, there's this, uh, over casualization of society. So you have a lot people are wearing, uh, you know, dress clothes, suits blazers stuff like that a lot less um <clears throat> except if they're out peacocking peacocking's a term that you know people just go out and, and men just try to wear the most craziest thing they can uh looking like a peacock mm-hmm. um you see it in, in you know new york fashion week you know paris fashion week all the such thing but um <clears throat> but you also one of the things i admire about you is that your uh casual style is defined as well you know what i mean like just mm-hmm. you have this Hey, I'm going to, I mean, it's, it's, it's you have come with the same process of saying, Hey, it's going to fit a certain way, et cetera. How, I mean, so you talked about, you know, your line of work, your lawyer, you're wearing suits all the time, et cetera, but you're not wearing a suit on Saturday. You know what I mean? It's a Friday evening. You're going out with the wife or you're hanging out with some friends. How, how did you decide to build up your casual side, right? And balancing that, that wardrobe and saying, okay, um, if these are the, you know, the three jeans or the four jeans styles that I want or colors that I want. How did you go about that process? And how do you encourage people to kind of continue to build their wardrobe, um, the right way versus wasting money and just buying things mm-hmm. in a fad perspective, fast fashion, and actually, you know, buying something that, that is timeless. Mm, that's a great question. So that's another one. Good one. So a lot, when I had all these suits, Again, so at this point, Denise is like, "Yo, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go on a date. You need some more casual things." And it, I would suggest to listeners, you, you want to be practical. Mm. So don't go with the fad stuff unless you think that the fad things are something that's going to stay. And if you think you can wear it five years from now, mm. all right, cool. That 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 would be a good purchase. But if you think that, and you have to you have to really think about this as as a purchase because don't do any emotional purchasing mm-hmm. that just a, that doesn't don't do any of that like it just it doesn't to me it doesn't ever work out well approaching that was all right what's practical what's something that with going out on a date or just hanging out is these are some things that I'm going to probably wear more often than my like they're going to get repeated wears, mm-hmm. like much more repeated wears than suits. So say you've got like a rack of suits. Yeah, I got, oh, 10, 15 suits, however many you got. You got a bunch of suits. You know you're going to you know wear your suit, one suit, maybe once every couple of weeks. Or mm-hmm. some people have a good rotation like that, right? But then with your jeans, you may have two, three pairs of jeans that you wear repeatedly. Yeah. So you want to find find some jeans. 
go try in a bunch of jeans. If you like, you know, see what really works for you. See what fit works for you. See what wash you know, works yeah, for you. Yeah. When you're looking at shirts, think of, all right, what, what do I, again, what do you feel comfortable with? Some people will say, I, I don't like button down shirts and like, okay, cool. Figure out what type, what type of pullover shirts will work. Right. You, you still need you know, practical things that you're going to be able to wear out on a date, you know, wear to a cookout, things of that sort. And, and even on that, there's like the sliding scale to me because there's like the, there's a business type of outfit. There's also the date slash casual outfit. And mm-hmm. then to me, there's on the other end, the super casual where I'm just, Super, super chilling where it could be I'm running errands or I'm hanging with the kids going somewhere or I'm just going to kick it with some friends out somewhere um, where for me, I didn't I never had that. I didn't really have that that side of it for a good while. Like I had the business, the, the business stuff, the business casual. And I had really, really good to go for date night. But then when it came to really just hanging and if I'm going to go hang out with some friends or we're just going to go to a, I'm just going to go to a cookout or something. I never really felt like I had, you know, like a good fit. Mm. And so again, I just had to really think about, all right, you know what, what works for me? And that's, I'm currently in that stage of building up that side of my wardrobe of just figuring out what, what works, which is, now, I mean, I could divulge to the world. Now I am a full-fledged sneakerhead again. <laughs> He's got uh, 60. <laughs> oh, yo, I'm telling you, man, I am French. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're going to come back. I'm telling you, you, you and the wife and the kids come out the next time when, you know, it's safe to come and hang out. <laughs> there are more, like, more ways than one when it's safe. To come yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're going to say, why do you have so many sneakers? And I'm going to say, this is me and because that, <laughs> that, that but that's like i love that man like to say hey man this this is me and in into for people to realize and be comfortable with that your 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 fashion style will evolve over the years um but it was one thing that you kind of said that that stuck out and i hope that per- people heard it especially when you were talking about your casual piece and you know determining what to buy you said <clears throat> what am i what am i willing to wear for the next five years you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And, and being able to be comfortable in that mindset and making those investments. So I, I guess a question on that, I wanted to come back to it because I, I, I put, took a little note. We talked about kind of how <clears throat> you can do a range of things in regards to your suits, your formal wear, your dress wear. Um, but you're going to get more wear out of your everyday stuff, your your jeans, et cetera. So from an investment perspective, would you say that that you would invest more in, in jeans as far as... Uh, you know, not necessarily I'm going to spend more on jeans than I spend on a suit, but as a percentage of dollars, or if you look at the range of saying, hey, this is, um, you know, this is a, a, a normal range of cost for a pair of jeans for me. This is the upper range. Would you then encourage a person to spend closer to the upper range because of uh, of how that's going to play out in their wardrobe? Nope. <laughs> see, I see that. I told you I had some surprise answers. Interesting. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. Some time ago, I would have said so. And even, you know, I looked at, so there's a website, Gafford, you know, I follow yeah. that website. I, I actually, actually, since COVID hit, I, I used to check Dafford every single day, mm. every single day I would check Dafford because I, it, I just had, it was just so much information and really good information. I can't tell you the last time I checked it. Mm. Um, but to me, it, if you like, again, if you feel, if you're looking at jeans and you say, you know something, I, I would love a high quality set of selvage from Japan. <laughs> then go ahead, go ahead. You want to spend three hundred dollars? Go, go. You know something? I'm not, I'm not gonna fault you. But on the other end, if you say, "Listen, I'm gonna go to the Levi's store and I'm gonna get some thirty five dollar Levi's," because guess what? Those thirty five dollar Levi's, and this, this here's it goes back to the same thing I was talking about for suits. Those thirty five pay it. $35 pair of Levi's may look just as fresh and just as gangster as that $300 pair. Mm. So that's, it, 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 it comes down to the person. It's like, how do you, it's like, how, however the person wants to spend their money. I would say if you want to spend money on, you know, a good pair of jeans. Okay, great. But there are pluses and minuses to it. When, if you buy the $35 pair of Levi's, well, you have to be prepared to understand, to know, that may not last right. <laughs> more than a year or two, right? Right. 
And, and, and I think, so it was very interesting, right? <clears throat> so yes, that was a surprise answer for me because I would have thought you'd be like, yes, the three things that you that one shall uh, spend money on shall be you know, jeans, uh, uh, dress boots, and you yeah. know, uh, time pieces. But it's also yeah. it's very interesting, right? Because you, you, you turn around and say, okay, you know, you don't have to, right? And I, th- I think so mm-hmm. many people look at fashion and look at building their wardrobe and it's an arduous task, it's daunting because you think that it's a it's it's a um, a financial burden that one must take on. But you know, hearing you, you're saying, look, no, you don't define the style, you know, um, figure out what fits well, right? And and go from there. And 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 I think that's I think that's something that a lot of people can take with them and say, got it, right? And and be able to to successfully either enhance or rebuild their wardrobe uh, with mm-hmm. that mindset uh, that that you don't have to go out and spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on pairs of jeans. I mean, I remember you know, coming up, everybody was getting, you know, I think it was maybe seven jeans back in the day and AG, mm-hmm. you know, and all these types of things. And it's like, I mean, that, that's all well and good. But I mean, for me, I, I rock, you know, lucky. Like, I think their jeans fit well. There's a certain uh, fit that I like. It's the 121, and mm-hmm. you know there it is. And I and I when I wear it, I can I can wear it anywhere. I can wear it casual, just going you know hanging out, or I can throw it with a blazer. I can you know you know be on platform at church, or you know hanging out at the barns, right? And and you you can rock right. it that way. That's good. So so I, I gotta ask as we kind of close this out. You talked yeah. about being a sneakerhead, etc. But yeah. beyond that, what 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 do you spend your money on? Like, if you say, "Hey, man, I, uh, I, I was you, you won the lottery. You, uh, you know, had a little extra ch- uh, cheddar on you. What if, if there was a splurge item for you for your wardrobe? Uh, all, all, but you know, it could be accessories as well. What would that splurge item be? Right now, yeah, a watch. Okay, that's that's easy. That's that's just, come on, French. That's too easy, man. <laughs> for me, for me, for me, for me, a watch because I've actually I've held off for so many years. Mm. On 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 that. I mean, just because I, I think a, not, I think a watch is a watch is timeless. A watch is something that I could pass down to my son. Um, and that I mean, I plan on I plan on doing that once I you know have enough money to do something like that. It was, you know, if I had this whatever, yeah, a lot of I could tell you certain models. There's several models on my hit list. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know God willing, I have some, some years left on this planet to, to to get to to get to get to get those models. Um, but yeah, I think just uh, a solid timepiece, man. Something that I could rock, I could wear every day, and it's not for, um, it's not for anyone else. Yeah. In a sense, like I'm not trying to impress anyone else, and that that's another big part of fashion, man. To me, outside of impressing my wife, I I'm I'm cool, man. I'm not. I just want to look fresh, that's you know. Cool. You do, and that's to everyone. Fashion, don't get caught up. Telling you, don't get caught up in GQ mm. or, or 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 whatever men's magazines because those things come and go. Like New York Fashion Week, those things are cool. Don't don't get me wrong; those things are cool. But like when I think about, yeah, man, if I had whatever, yeah, a nice, I don't know, man, there's a certain just certain Rolexes out there, mm-hmm. certain Omega time pieces that out there. There's some, you know, certain Seikos there, you know, a whole bunch of different timepieces, man. But that, that, I think that's what I would, I, I would love, I would dearly, dearly, dearly love to, you know, to, to splurge on. Nice. Man, and this- additionally, before I forget, something crazy for my wife, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to throw that in, French. <laughs> Oh man. oh man! He's going. He's going to be. Wifey, just wait till you hear this episode. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> just wait for it. Wait for it. There you go. I love you, sweetie. There it is. There it is. Man, this, this has been great, man. Like, um, I would be. I, I'm even. I'll admit, this went different than I thought it would. Because I thought you would be uh-huh. like, no, you need to go and holler at Suit Supply, and you need to get this one, this one, this one, da 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 da. But I mean, I, I appreciate the honesty and the transparency in saying, hey, man. This is how you do it. It's all about your personal style. Don't waste the money. You know, be be methodical with it, and realize that it's it's it will evolve. Uh, you know, day in and day out. And uh, I appreciate your 
your your um, your transparency uh, in this process. And uh, I think this going to be this going to be good because we, we definitely we talked about time pieces because there, there's a there are a few people in my life when, uh, you know, I want to talk luxury that, uh, that I call <laughs> or text. And Jonathan is one of them. And he's going to be back because I, I have a whole segment in this podcast series. He's going to be one of our return re- recurring guests. We're going to talk about timepieces and the value of them. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, luxury travel, uh, because prior to all of us having babies, we were all going to be on the Amalfi Coast in, in Italy oh, doing man. all these things, right? And so we're, we're, we're going to dive into those things as well. But this was this was a good uh, primer to let people know it's inside the mind of, of Mr. Jonathan Barnes here and uh, Esquire. I always have to add that in there and uh, and be able to to understand how we can, uh, you know, go back to the basics, building our wardrobe from, from the ground up and the things that really matter. Jonathan, thanks, man, for taking the time today. Definitely. No problem. French, my my pleasure, my pleasure, man. This this is a lot of fun. I look forward to coming back. Oh man, it's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna be awesome, and I I'm, I appreciate you taking the time, and I know you got the 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 three ones, the, the three of them upstairs, probably ready to show the show you as much love as they can as you held them off as possible. So uh, appreciate it, and I hope you all appreciated this time as well. Please make sure that you all like, subscribe, share, uh, tag us as we uh, go across this process. Uh, Jonathan is is uh, is is very I don't call him private, but he don't engage in social media. So I'm not going to ask him to say, hey, if people want to follow you, where do you go? Because he's like, you ain't nothing to follow. So <laughs> just realize that we're going to you want to hear some more from Jonathan. Tune in for the next uh, luxury segment with, with Mr. Barnes. here. But uh, uh, but if you do, um, you know, uh, like this, uh, this episode, make sure, like I said, you tag it, you share it. Uh, if you if you tag me, I will repost. Uh, and we look forward to uh, even more conversations down this uh, down this path. So thanks again. And uh, we'll see you guys after a while. <laughs>